0: from the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is a Texas football today, a show that our producer is making us do. My name is Greg Tupper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook, or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part to support your local, mediocre internet show i'm sitting here sitting over there at the helm wearing a hoodie i don't really have a comment it's ashley pickle
2: i am wearing a hoodie that is it's true very true mm-hmm. he's not lying these That's are facts not fake news no That's these are facts true. this is this is this is good reporting and we're gonna throw a crazy one out there you are wearing a polo i'm wearing a polo i got for facts. free tune in to texas football today for all your facts
0: yes these are all facts do you have force four through the door? Speaking of facts,
2: I do. Um, we will start off with let's see: Jordan, Chester, Bradley, Aaron Flynn, and Matthew McSpadden. McSpadden, hello, welcome in, guys. Hi, guys.
0: Do you know who Matthew McSpadden is? Do I? That's Texas Matt.
2: Texas Matt, okay. And
0: Texas Matt is with Texas Bob. Whew. These are all the things you need to learn. Uh, uh, this is it's <laughs> We're very f- it's very fun <laughs> to like introduce somebody into the madness. This is fun. Um. <laughs> And sitting to my right, the Pete Carroll of my 9/11 conspiracy theories are West African Prince Jamil <laughs> Johnson.
3: <clears throat> you could have said a uh, Pete Carroll of my Jordan Petersons. On today, on today's episode
0: <laughs> of I'm gonna, I'm cribbing this from one of my favorite podcasts because they have a they have a, a recurring segment called this uh, called uh, So you got away with that, huh? So Pete Carroll could just go out there and uh, yeah, openly be a 9/11 truther, yeah. and we're just like. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's I guess he wins football games. I mean, we, we, we see what Mike Leach gets away with. So. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm.
2: a national treasure, Mike yeah. Leach is. Every
0: uh, that's the only w- the funny thing is that's the only thing I think of when I see Pete Carroll. And we were watching. Where right. We were, where I had it on my computer. Um, you were watching baseball. I had football on mm-hmm. while we were watching football in front of us. We were multi-screening at a live game. Yeah. <laughs> um. And, all I, and Pete Carroll came across, and all I can think about is whenever he's talking to somebody, he's saying, you know, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. <laughs> um, today is... You know, Building 7, right? <laughs> <laughs> today is Friday, October 4th, 2019, 55 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 830. 830, the number of at-bats for Bert Campanaris in his illustrious Texas Rangers career.
2: Congrats, Bert.
0: On today's show... Uh, we're going to announce the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, as well as the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, and then it's Mailbag Friday. We're answering your questions about high school football, college football, recruiting, lifestyle, romance, travel, all of those things. If you have a question for us, we will answer them. Going until twelve fifty. are hard out at twelve fifty. So because Ish has to get back to uh, Aren't you going? You're going. You're going out of town, right?
3: Yes. You have a, but I'm also you're working, also working. magazine.
0: You're working on the basketball magazine. That's what he's doing literally right now. Yeah. Uh, we're working on the basketball magazine, but he's going to take a break and go to uh, ACL. So if you want to ask Ish what oh, he nice. wants to see at ACL, mm-hmm. ask in the comments mm-hmm. on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Um, so we'll get into all of that. Plus, we'll talk about what we did last night. Let's play some Bills. Dave Campbell's Texas football along with Wells Fargo and in conjunction with the Academy Sports and Outdoors Texas Bowl is proud to present the Mr. Texas Football Player of the Year Award to the most deserving high schooler in the state of Texas. Every Monday at noon, TexasFootball.com announces the 10 candidates for that week's award uh, based on the previous week's on-field performance. We then leave it to you. We have no power in this. We are powerless. All we do is we list the 10 candidates and then we leave it to you. Voting at TexasFootball.com. Voting closes, closes each Friday at noon. Or in this case, at noon 04, because I am closing it right now.
2: Cheating the scale.
0: uh, I will tell you it did not matter.
2: (laughs) No, I know Uh, it didn't.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It is my pleasure to announce that the week five Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week
2: is... I wish this thing didn't have a delay.
0: Laredo United South running back Brian Benavides ran for 309 yards and six touchdowns, and also caught two passes for 17 yards for Laredo United South. Congratulations to all the nominees: Roma wide receiver and defensive back here in Flores, China Spring running back e- and uh, Emmanuel Abdullah uh, Abdullah rather, Holly uh, running back Colton Marshall, Melissa quarterback Brendan Lewis, uh, Stratford athlete Ayudin Romero, Romero Fort Worth Northside wide receiver Dwayne Lofton. Frost athlete Ramon Manriquez, Refurio running back and linebacker Ysidrio Moscoro, and Conroe quarterback Christian Pack, but a very special congratulations to the Week 5, Dave Campbell's Texas Football, Mr. Texas Football Player of the Week, Laredo United South running back Brian Benavides, very well-deserved, sir. also have another thing to do. Let me find that. I gotta find my read. There it is. Dave Campbell's Texas Football and Dairy Max are proud to team up this year to honor excellence in coaching and the hard work that assistant coaches put in on, on behalf of their teams. Each week, the Texas football staff nominates four deserving assistant coaches for the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week and let fans decide on the winner via Twitter poll. It all leads up to the Dairy Max Built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Year decided at season's end. This was a hotly, hotly contested um, Week. In fact, let me pull up the final results. Ooh. No, I mean I know who won. But finish.
2: It was yeah, it was close. Oh, Uh-oh. Something oh, oh my goodness! Uh oh, you're watching it live, people. It literally switched. Oh. Ah!
0: Oh my gosh! No, hold on. I've got to type it. Okay. Oh, I've got well. to send it in to you. Hold on. I'm gonna text this. <laughs> this is actually happening. This is not like this is <laughs> not planned.
2: <laughs> like I've got to change the. Oh my gosh, now. that's wrong. Oh, I God. sent you the wrong
0: thing. Hold on.
2: Text it to oh, me. Oh God! You're watching live live coverage of of everything that is happening right now.
0: I swear,
2: it looked like one guy had won it. Did you just send me the? Oh, I sent you the one, I sent you the other one. Yeah, I sent you the wrong. Oh, like, I why did you copy-paste. send me free money? I already guys, had to go through that this one. This is literally
0: happening right now. We had more. Th- I'm glad I looked. We had more than 1,000. We had more than 1,500 votes okay. in this one, and it came down to two guys who are in neck and neck. And I swear, I think this thing switched three times in the last hour.
2: All right, the graphic is ready, and I'm going to let you drum roll Thank on you. this one because this one deserves a drum roll. Your week five Dairy Max built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week is. All right, enjoy it. This is all you're going to get, and there it goes. Melissa
0: Offensive Coordinator Jason Russell at the buzzer. The Cardinals <laughs> put together the perfect game plan against a physical Paris team, exploding for 54 points to bring home a thrilling 54-46 to 46 win in their district opener. Congratulations to all the nominees. Crane Offensive Line Coach Josh Lede, Atasca Offensive Coordinator Gerald Orr, and El Paso America's Defensive Coordinator Bill, Bill Schmidt. But a very special congratulations to our week five, amazingly, <laughs> Dairy Max built by Chocolate Milk Assistant Coach of the Week, Melissa Offensive Coordinator Jason Russell. Congratulations, wow. very well deserved. I cool. swear, because uh, this is, the, we'll pull back the curtain entirely. Yeah, I had sent you. I had sent Ashley at about ten o'clock. I mm-hmm. sent her that Brian Benavides was going to be the Player of the Week because he had pretty substantial lead. Right, yeah. he was going to win. At that point, only shenanigans could have produced a different winner. Right. Okay, so called it then. The and then I told you I'd send the email. I said, "Okay, hey, the assistant coach, it's really close, so we're gonna hold off. We're gonna wait until it will be a little bit closer." It got to be like eleven thirty, and it was still really neck and neck. Mm-hmm. And then it got to be like like eleven forty-five, and there were only like eight minutes left in the in the polls. And I'm yeah. like, "All right, uh, I think I can call it mm-hmm. for the other guy." Yeah. And then I go and I look, and Jason Russell like <laughs> Uh, yes, that was uh, that was actually that is an actual thing that happened. So, uh, congratulations uh, to all the superlatives this week. Uh, you can find more information at texasfootball.com.
2: Marcel <clears throat> asked if we should get uh, if we could get elevator music or like Jeopardy music for when we're looking up something. We really do, <laughs> need. which is what I'm saying. A soundboard. I told him, I said I'm pushing for the soundboard. <laughs> there are so many different start, drops. We're, we're gonna start <sighs> a Kickstarter. Ooh. It could for happen. The, for the <laughs> we're gonna start a Kickstarter. <laughs> send your donation. <laughs> Can I get my Venmo out? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, send that your Venmo. Venmo.
0: What is Ashley? What's your Venmo?
2: <laughs> my, I don't even know. I would have to look it up. Oh my gosh,
0: you are
1: not
2: prepared. Most people just search my name, and it pops up.
0: Yeah. You mean there's not a lot of Ashley Pickles out there?
2: Uh, no, uh, surprisingly <laughs> not. It is a sparse. Are there? Uh, okay,
0: that's actually a good question. Uh we're Texas Football today. We're here every week at noon on TexasFootball.com, talking football on Lone Star State. Follow us on Twitter at TCFlex on Facebook, Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave And of course, CS at TexasFootball.com. TextFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across Lone Star State. Uh, please become a Dave Campbell's text Football Insider. TexasFootball.com slash Insider. A lot of great stuff on the site right now, plus two magazines. Great stuff. TextFootball.com slash Insider. Get for a friend. Okay. We're going to talk a little bit about um, what we saw last night at the Star. Mm-hmm. But before we get to that, how many Ishmael Johnsons are there out there? Now, you, here's here's what you run into. Mm. You have a very common last name. Mm, right. Arguably, well, the common last name. Well, in a certain
3: region of the world, a very common first name.
0: Yes, and in oh. certain regions of the world, a very common first name. So, so are there a lot of Ishmael Johnsons?
3: Not a lot, but I believe there's like... I want to say in the state, there's about maybe four. Four? Yeah. You're not the only one? Yeah.
0: There are, there are like two other Greg Teppers. One is a... Bodybuilder in Israel. Okay. <laughs>
2: well, that's just not you. <laughs> I don't know. Um,
0: the other job. one, and the other one is like a travel agent uh-huh. who works uh, specifically for like tours of Russia. Um, okay. I know that. And then there's me. Uh, it's a diverse group. The one thing, and and I will I will say. Uh,
2: do I want to tell the story in
0: the air? Yeah, whatever. It's Friday. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, a couple years ago, or this is, boy, not a couple years ago, about 10 years ago, back when Facebook groups were a big thing, mm-hmm. back when Facebook was first starting. Yeah. Um, We, my brother and I, started a Facebook group uh, called Teppers United. And all it was. Oh, uh, okay. I've told yes, you the story. Yes, yes, yes. Teppers <laughs> United. I hate this.
2: Okay.
0: Uh, Teppers United. And so, basically, it was for anybody whose last name was Tepper. Okay. And there are. Teppers, scattered yep. hither and yon. One uh, of them the Panthers right now. One, yeah, one of them the Panthers, David Tepper. Uh, the Carnegie Mellon Business School is named after a guy named Tepper. Um, Offensive. There are other Teppers out there. We're everywhere. <laughs> anyway, so we're going in there. You know, gets like 200, 300 people on Facebook, which is really, really cool. Yeah. And then... Um, there was um, and we were talking about all the usual stuff of like hey what are the nicknames people call you you know stuff like that what do you hate about it stuff like that it just real nonsense internet talk right and then some guy drops in and goes hey let me just let me just ask you guys a question how many of you guys are Jewish and I am Catholic mm-hmm. if that matters I am not <laughs> Jewish my family is Catholic I was raised Catholic all that fun stuff um, but everyone, everyone in that group goes. Oh yeah, me. I am. <laughs> I am. Me. 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 That's when I realized I was the only Gentile tepper. <laughs> it's only me. It's me and my family. There's like it's like I and I guess like that's huh. a big. I guess if you look and it makes sense. There was an Israeli bodybuilder, right? Yeah. Um. Uh, that yeah. there was. Um. That there is a big group of like. Tepper apparently has like like Jewish roots. There's mm-hmm. some, you know, it was very, uh, very looking at it right now huh. in, in um, over in uh, the old country, hmm. as it were, so to speak. Uh, anyway, there's your fun fact. Uh, a lot of a lot of uh, members of the tribe who wow. are who are named Tepper.
2: Interesting. <laughs> there's
0: that. And I guess it like it kind of made sense because like a lot of them were in like New York and like okay. a lot of them were mm. in like kind of cultural centers and stuff like that yeah. where they tend to have higher jewish populations it was really bizarre
2: we went to a field trip one time to a synagogue and we mm-hmm. went to a synagogue and a mosque all on the same day mm-hmm. and it was really cool because the rabbi at the synagogue was he had a yarmulke on and mm-hmm. it had basketballs on it and i was like this guy is a baller yeah. it was the coolest experience ever there's
0: a there's a synagogue right by my house and they've always got their marquee always got great jokes on it. <laughs> I'm really they've always got they've always got they've always got puns on it. I'm very easy to please. So we're driving by. We're driving by and I'm like,
1: you guys hey.
0: <laughs> Anyway, we've now We got this, so this, this far down the rabbit podcast. hole. <laughs> Um, okay ask your questions Down below on Facebook Facebook.com Campbell's. Uh, this is our 830th episode So we're just going off the rails uh, It's football <laughs> it's, it's Mailbag Friday We're going to answer your questions About high school ball College football Recruiting Lifestyle Romance All that stuff At Texas Or at Facebook.com Campbell's. Okay But last night Ishmael You mm-hmm. and I went on a road trip Yep We went on a field trip Over to the star mm, the In star. Frisco uh, And of course Beforehand Because we respect our bodies Right <laughs>
3: Bodies are a temple
0: Body is a temple <laughs> So we stopped the Connie Rosso. Yep. And had what was the new one we had? Uh,
3: The oh god, PBR is that what it was? No, no, no. It was the other one. It was the. Uh, uh, Oh my gosh! Uh, I gotta look up the menu now because we always get the Connie Rosso. We always get the Connie Rosso. The Connie Rosso
0: is kind of the. It's our go-to. It's the standard. It's kind. It's kind of the like not supreme, but like all their good stuff. Like the like it's got um the the pepper like the fresh pepperonis. Uh, It's got I think like candied.
3: Here comes trouble.
0: Here comes Treble's, the other one. Yeah. And it was a white pizza. And had garlic and... Sausage. Sausage. And I want to say, like, garlic rob on it. Yeah. And, like, it was really good. Mm-hmm. Anyway. So, uh, please sponsor kind of. Respect. Anyway. <laughs> so... I need to run actually, that actually, the Hidalgo's. I've conflict with Grimaldi's, so maybe not. Yeah, maybe don't. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> we went to Grimaldi's, is so what I'm saying. Uh, so, <laughs> we... Um, so, then we went to the Star. Went to the Star in Fresco. Yeah. The Star. And saw Frisco Lone Star and Frisco Wakeland. Mm-hmm. And I think it's worth mentioning that I think Frisco Wakeland's a decent team. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're a lunch meat. They came in the game three and one. I think this was obviously the best team they've played. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that I don't think Frisco Wakeland is some lunch meat team that just right. j- just you know that that a team should have had their wa- that a good team like Frisco Lone Star should have had their way with.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And guess what happened? But <laughs> Lone Star. Uh okay <sighs> they're wild. Like we we went into this I went into this game. Uh Lone Star's are our number one team at Dave Campbell's Text Tech Football at mm-hmm. Lone Star's are our number one team in five A Division One. And I went into it thinking, all right, I want to be impressed. Mm-hmm. Like I, I went in there with high expectations. I'm right. like, all right, show out. I need you to show out. I need to see it. I want to see it in person. I want to see the machine. I want you know, prove it to me. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a prove it thing. And on the first play of the game, they threw a <laughs> touchdown pass to Marvin Mims. And then on like the third play of the game they threw a touchdown pass to Marvin Mims. And then on like the ninth play of the game they threw a touchdown pass <laughs> to Marvin Mims. And it then was it was wild. over.
3: He had like three touches. They were all touchdowns. They <laughs> in were the first
0: quarter. he at one point, I think, had like three or four catches for two hundred yards and three touchdowns.
3: Yeah, I think let me see. I think Joseph Hoy might have had it tweeted out his actual stat line at one point in the game where it was like, Yeah, like four touches, three touchdowns, and those touches, and you're just like, How man, what? <laughs> how he <laughs>
0: He was very clearly the best player on the field. Yeah. And he's he's physically imposing, but he's got this pull-away speed that is really, really Yeah, four impressive.
3: catches for 98 yards and three touchdowns in oh, uh, the in first, like, five, five minutes. minutes. <laughs> yes, Lord. it was nuts.
0: They jumped all over him. And so that's the thing is that Garrett Rangel, their quarterback's great. Mm-hmm. I really like that that running back Jake Bogdan as yeah, well. they can hard run runner. the ball hard really hard well. He well. really can. He's a tough runner. Their offensive line's good. Um. And then there's the defense. And that's a good Wakeland team that was averaging something like 38 points a game, mm-hmm. and they smothered them. I mean, it was a no it was, it was no chance. Yeah. It was no chance. And look, I haven't seen Shadow Creek in person.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I haven't seen Highland Park in person. I haven't seen Denton Ryan in person. Right. a lot of teams I haven't seen in person. I've seen highlights, talked to a lot of people mm-hmm. who have seen them, mm-hmm. and I, whose p- opinions I respect. Right now, I have no problem having Lone Star number one. Nope. They looked the part mm-hmm. of the best team in five A Division One. They came out and took care of business. A dominant, dominant effort uh, from Lone Star. They rolled, What was the final fifty-five fourteen? And that was 50- by the yeah yeah fifty-five yeah fifty-five fourteen. And by the way, that game was forty-five nothing at half, mm-hmm. and um, and then they coasted yeah. like it was. And I think they came out. They scored a touchdown in their first drive mm-hmm. of the second half. And then I think they pulled all their starters. Yeah, and so it was. Which again, there's a lot of teams that do that. Marvin but like, Mims
3: finished with eight catches for 261, four touchdowns, but averaged 32 yards a catch.
0: But that was not a 55-14 game. That was no. a that was a name your score game. Yeah. So
3: it was really
0: awful, impressive there uh, from Frisco Lone Star, the number one team in Dave Campbell's Texas football. Uh, elsewhere across the, the state on Thursday, uh, how about sh- how about High uh, Hightower? Man, Good. Joseph Sam, Joseph Sam. The coach at Hightower, first-year coach there, getting a huge win over Angleton. And suddenly, Angleton's 0-2 in district. Mm -hmm. Uh, With, by the way, Richmond Foster still looming. So, yeah, that's (laughs) not good for Angleton, but a great win for Hightower. Uh, The defense was terrific in this game. Uh, and then they made enough plays offensively. Mm-hmm. Great win for Hightower, who's got to feel like they're a playoff team now. That's a great, great win. Uh, the computer... Now they have,
3: I believe they have... They have a fairly decent... I mean, the district's tough, but they have a fairly decent run until they get to Shadow Creek and Richmond Foster <laughs> at the end of the season. But, I mean, they could be going into that game. Let's see. One, two, three... About six and two, those yeah. two games. I mean, last computer one. had
0: Hightower as a 10-point underdog in that game. Man. And now they've still... Got, look, there's... Uh, now, Hightower still has to play... Um, Friendswood, Shadow Creek, and Foster. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a tough. That's, I mean, that's. But couldn't. that's a, like, that's a, that's a, I mean, they'll be favored against Galveston Paul. They're favored against right? Texas City. They'll be favored against Texas City, and they'll be favored against Terry. Yeah. And at that point, four wins gets you in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. No, they already played Terry. They already played, I'm sorry. They, yeah. yeah. So, if, you know, they've still got work to do, yeah. but that is a game that, like, if you want to talk about a game that, that's going to get you into the playoffs, that's a game that gets you into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Great win for Fort high Hightower. Everything else is pretty chalky. Denton Ryan rolled. Uh, poor Carlton Newman Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone else in action?
2: Oh, oh, yes, that was, oh, Yep, that was the first. That was the first question I was going to ask. That one came from uh, like, Tex Andrews.
0: Okay, we were we were keeping Katie track of and that. Tompkins. Sport. We were keeping track of that. That game, Tompkins led fourteen seven. Yeah, and then ended up trailing at halftime seventeen to fourteen, and then Oh, yeah, and then cool. Katie came out and rattled off like twenty one straight. Yeah. and it goes, ah, well, okay. Oh well, well. looks yeah. like looks like they do what they do. Right. That's what Katie does. Uh, good, you know, you're gonna pat Pat Tompkins on the head. Good try.
3: Well, then, <laughs> Tompkins starts coming back. I think we stopped tracking this when yeah. it was like thirty 30- four. It's 35-14? 35-14. Yeah, we right. were like, oh, okay, not, that's done. That's Katie's okay. not – they're not stopping Katie from scoring. They're not going to score that much on Katie. Eh, it's fine. Okay.
2: And then much like the built-by-chocolate-milk coaches thing, it wasn't quite over yet. <laughs> Jalen Milrow. <laughs> the buzzer had not rang.
0: Jalen Milrow goes <laughs> off and makes a big comeback. Mm-hmm. And with a minute left, they are onside kicking to get the ball back mm-hmm. down five. Now, the onside kick goes out of bounds. Katie holds on. Yep. That's the headline. The headline is Katie won – 35-30. Uh it is just the second time in this decade that they have played a district game within once within 5 points. Mm-hmm. The other one they played Summer Creek in 2013 um within 5 points. Um and look K going to take the win. Not apologize for right. it. Right. They look they they look the part. Time to start taking Tompkins seriously. That is a super impressive result for them. Mm-hmm. And now, I mean, I think that I think they pretty clearly established themselves as the second best team in that district, with all due respect to Maid Creek, who's right. undefeated as well. You mentioned
3: it was like, it's like that's Katie's toughest in district test yeah. in like 10 years. It is. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: I said it was in a decade. Um, and then Tony Blaylock from TXSJSFB chimed in and said that they played Summer Creek, played them tight um, within five points in like tw- 2013. 2013. 2013. Like but yeah. it's like, that's the last time they were challenged. Yeah. We're talking like six years ago, yeah in district that was awful impressive, and Tompkins is going to give people a lot of trouble. There is some question as to whether uh, as to uh when they make the playoffs, where they will go. Tompkins is actually the second largest team or, or rather the third largest team in that district, so if you are Tompkins and you want to go to the Division two bracket, yeah. which is where you want to go um. They've got to they've got to be rooting really hard for seven lakes. They need mm-hmm. seven lakes to get in the playoffs. Katie going out on a limb here. Katie's gonna make the playoffs. Uh <laughs> um, but, but Tompkins Hot take. Like Tompkins needs seven lakes because if yeah. they get if Tompkins gets in or seven lakes gets in, they go that D1. bumps Tompkins to D two. Yeah. And that would be then like they're a legit bona fide D two contender. Mm-hmm. Straight up. Yep. Um very very impressive stuff from Katie Tompkins last night. Katie gets the win, but I think that we found out more about Tompkins than we did about Katie. Mm-hmm. So, All right, Mailbag Friday. Ashley, we're going for 26 minutes. What do we got?
2: All right, up first, uh William Dyson wants to know y'all's thoughts on Sterling City versus Rankin tonight. Yeah, no. that's a
0: Six huge matches. uh six-man game. Rankin is state we're... ranked now. Oh, I, oh, um Rankin then. is state ranked. Uh this is a battle of unbeatens, one of those 11 battles of unbeaten uh, in in the state of Texas. And this is a huge game for a number of reasons. One, obviously it's a battle of unbeaten. Oh, it is also one of our pickup games, so games. I thought, I, thought I, I picked you know. that game on there. Um two state ranked teams. Uh, Two teams that have been just crushing people. And what impresses me most, Sterling City's defense has been outrageous. They've given up 14 points in five games. In six-man football, that's silly. Now, we certainly talk about scheduling, but I think that bottom line is the the proof is in the pudding. Sterling seems to be great. This game is is at Rankin. Um, I believe they just cracked our rankings this this past week. Mm -hmm. But Rankin... Our Rankin's...
2: Ooh, but um, soundboard, which by the way is trending in the comments, hashtag get pickle a soundboard, and here is yet another prime example of when it would have been perfect. Continue. I am done.
1: You
0: proud of yourself. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm very proud. Um, <laughs> this game, but here's the other reason this game is interesting. So because there is a pretty decent chance this is the first of two meetings we see between these two teams, because um. These two teams are both in Region Two of two, of One A Division One, so this is a, a good litmus test for how that region is going to shake out. Now, look, that region is loaded. Bourne County is in that region. Balmeray, our number one team, is in that region. It's in District Seven. It's in Rankin's District. They still have that on the horizon. But for Rankin, I think this would be the kind of thing, uh, This would be the kind of win that they that they launch themselves right into that regional title, regional champion discussion with a win here. Same thing for Sterling City. This would be a real feather in the cap for either one of them. The computer has it, a one-point game. So, a pick them fundamentally. Really interested in this one. This is probably the six-man game of the week. Uh, I know we had Oakwood and Union Hill as, yeah. our, as our one in the in the picks. Um, keep an eye on this one. Ranking re- and rankin Sterling City is a banger of a six-man game. What's next, Ashley? All
2: right. Greg wants to know Flatonia or uh, we, Weimer. 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 See, okay. I'm getting that. I, we'll get there. I have a... Oh, now I just lost it. I'll think of it. Hang on. Continue. Sure. <laughs> refurio. There we go. Oh, yeah. ha, not Refugio. <laughs> or refu-
0: Re- refurio, Mejia, Weimer. A lot of ones that are We're working. Are We're get working. On okay. It. Another battle of unbeatens mm-hmm. in this one. And these are, as I mentioned in the picks, these are two teams that run the stinking ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, DeCorey Willis, the running back for Flatonia, has been really, really good. Weimer's got a, a bevy of running backs uh, as well uh, that are going to make uh, life particularly hard on. Anybody who who faces them, um, the Corey Wells for Flatonia, and then it's Ravondre Weeks is the guy. These are guys. So Weimer is averaging 376 yards per game on the ground, and Flatonia is averaging 307. Good lord! So this game will be over in 12 minutes because there's gonna be no there's gonna be no, no stopping the clock. Uh, it's but a beat the rider's dream the, yeah exactly <laughs> the difference is going to be defense and and, yeah. and both defenses, I think have been really good. One thing to remember is that this game is a two it, it while it's a battle of two a unbeaten, mm-hmm. it's this is a two a division two team yeah. in Flatonia, taking on a two a division one team in Weimar, so if there's a small depth advantage, Weimar's going to have it. I picked Flatonia, I'm buying it a lot of that's because they're at home. I like that. I like the ability of them to protect the home field um I think this game is really fun, going to be come down to defense obviously.
3: Yeah. And I know I know some people have wanted us to rank Weimar because they are you know they're five and zero oh, you mm-hmm. know they're they're, it, it, for as crazy as two A has been two A D one and two ad two, has been this season they've kind of been on the outside looking into the top mm-hmm. ten. I'm gonna say this right now if they beat Flatonia even though it's, it's, gonna gonna one it, it's a D one versus D two it's gonna be hard to keep them out this week and because, the one thing is their strength of schedule has not been great Correct. until this game and so now if Weimer if Weimer knocks off Flatonia who is a top ten team in Division two two A D two, then it's gonna be hard. Ooh, Put it this way. If, there's, if they're not ranked, then you can complain, probably. Yes, absolutely.
0: <laughs> Weimar, right now, the computer has Weimer 13th in 2A Division one They're just on the outside. They're right there. They're yeah. right in that next crust. Interesting. Um, one win. The question, and I feel yeah, like they win this game,
3: especially if they win this game convincingly on right. the road. And I feel like the teams around them that yeah. would theoretically be ahead of them in ranking, they don't face a team like Flatonia. So, like, well, we'd be able to confidently move Weimar maybe ahead of them. Well, and the teams. thing the thing for Weimer is that's weird mm-hmm.
0: is that. They are right now like the fifth most notable team in their own region. Right. They're the second most notable team in their own district because yeah. they're in the Shiner district. Yep. There's Refurio. Okay. Mason is the defending champs. And while they are three and two, they still deserve to be in the conversation because mm-hmm. right? they're the defending champs.
1: Yeah.
0: And then there's Holland, by the way. Yeah. And who's that's been really Who's been rolling team. people. And that's if you don't count a team like Thorndale, yep. right? Or if you don't count a team uh, like, uh, like Ben Bolt, Polito Blanco. Mm hmm. That is, this is this is a this is a a game for Weimer to stand up and be like, hey guys, we're here, we're here, right here.
2: Hey, look over here, right over here.
0: <laughs> um, that was, this is a big win for this is a big game for Weimer. And then for Flatonia, like you want to talk about a game that in the wide open Crazy Town Banana Pants Two A Division Two, if you want to start making a statement, go go beat a a, a good undefeated Two A Division One team. That would impress. So this is this is a big game with I think a lot of implications as far as the rankings are concerned, and as far as perceptions concerned, moving forward. Mm-hmm. What's next, Ashley? All
2: right, Rick Carter wants to know thoughts on Nolan Catholic versus Bishop Lynch tonight. Yeah, Ooh. this is a
1: private huge
0: school private action. school game. Uh, Nolan Catholic has shot up our rankings. Uh, they are they're five and zero, doing an outstanding job. Uh, you know the the offense has been has been very good, chugging along. Um, they're second in the state taking on bishop lynch that was a preseason darling that has stumbled twice now uh, last week they lost to all saints and i think that game was like two nothing at halftime hmm. they are the the the, the issue with uh, lynch is that they are is that their their defense has been a little bit uh has been a little bit um, inconsistent they haven't been able to put together um you know the the defensive stuff and and going up against a nolan team that is lighting people up that's the big test for them. This game's also in Fort Worth. Uh, not that it matters. I mean it's Dallas to Fort Worth, it's not a huge trip, but it's it's home game for Nolan. Um, I lean towards Nolan. I think that I think that I think what I think Coach Bowden's got a cooking there. I'm I'm buying it on the Vikings. Um, I got Nolan in this one. I think it's going to be I think it'll be a good game, but I think that um, I think that Nolan has proven themselves to be one of the elite private school teams in the state this year, and I think they're going to keep it rolling tonight. What's next, Ashley?
2: All right. We'll switch it up to a, a different not football question. First, uh, maybe the first travel question. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, said Misselle. He said, hotels or Airbnb? Got myself an Mies entire... dial, ho- yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Got my, He said earlier that he sometimes... go. He, it messes up all the time. Like, obviously, I just messed it up. Sometimes <laughs> he just goes by Mise, like the plural oh, of okay. moose, he said. So <laughs> I might just stick with that <laughs> like one. Like the plural uh, of moose. moose. <laughs> 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 That's what he said. I, Look, I'm not... Mies. Canada, step. It all ties in. Um... <laughs> Got myself an entire house for a fraction of the cost in a hotel room. So, question. What uh <laughs> Look at... The, he. God, he acts like he hates me so much, but really, I'm like his favorite person here. Hotel or Abra- Airbnb. Okay.
0: <clears throat> I mean, it depends on context, right? Yeah. Um, There are times when an Airbnb is the move. And I will say that if... Airbnb is an equal option to a hotel. Mm-hmm. Go with the Airbnb. Mm-hmm. That yep. is what. I do. Now, um, I have a. How can I say this without sleeping in the lawn? I have a. I have a wife who has um, standards, mm-hmm. <laughs> certain standards. That's a good way to put it. Um, and those standards include, um, she does not want to rent a room. In somebody's house where that those people are going to be staying, right? Okay? Yeah, right. You, you, that's you, fair. It, you need she a private her, Airbnb. You need a whole so house. If you get an she Airbnb; wants... it's a private Airbnb. Right. Yeah, yeah. That, that's exactly. I agree with it. that. That's exactly it. That's fair. She didn't want to do that. We did that once, and she was like, mm. "This is weird." Uh, no, we did that <laughs> twice. We did it once in Denmark, and we did it once in the states. Okay, and she did not. want like, to weird. Remember. Yeah, it's just weird. It was just people walking sharing around. a bathroom. Yeah, exactly. All, yeah. So, I would say that if, but, but I also think that there are times where you're forcing the Airbnb when the hotel is just a smarter play. Mm-hmm. It, it maybe you're going to pay an extra 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there are times when if you're thinking about like having somebody come in and like clean your room, mm-hmm. but like if you're staying for a couple of days, right. it could be nice to have like somebody come oh, in and tidy yeah. up. So I would say okay. I would say if Airbnb is an equal or superior option, go mm-hmm. with Airbnb, but don't force it yeah. like there are times yeah. where there are times where i think where people are like oh i gotta find european but it's like ah oh, it may just be easier to just get a holiday in right yeah, you know? yeah. Holiday see i
2: in. think it's another thing too when you think about <laughs> it like a lot of times i think if i'm traveling by myself or maybe with like one other person a hotel's the way to go but mm-hmm. if you have like like in college we took huge group trips all the time mm-hmm. so it's perfect and it makes the cost extremely cheap when you have like eight different people going right. in on for, one thing
3: yeah for my birthday we went to new orleans and i think we had about we had about eleven people, mm-hmm. and Airbnb just made more sense. Yeah, and it, it, it cost yeah. was great. Yeah, and the for, house was great. That for we kinda, groups, yeah. it's for, that, totally better. Context. Right. So, like, yeah, for one or two people, like it's rare, It's rarer to find that private mm-hmm. Airbnb. You, you would have to get one of the shared getting, rooms. Right. And so, with the groups of like five or more, you know, you basically get you're getting a house at that yes. point, and it's just a, it's a private house
0: just for your group. So. Yeah, and that's and then you can just destroy that place. <laughs> 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 What's next, Ashley?
2: Okay, up next, let's see. I gotta get back to the thing. Uh, Buffalo versus Palmer, what do you think? That's from Russell Boyd?
0: Yeah, uh, I think an important game for for Buffalo uh, going up against a Palmer team that's undefeated by the way and, and is rolling. This is a district uh, this is a district game. Buffalo won their district opener last week. but this is a game that you know Palmer has been a little bit of a surprise this year while I think Buffalo uh, maybe if you want to say a slightly below expectations but not too far. Um, this is a huge game, and I think that there's a fair argument to be made uh, that this is your District Seven, Three A Division Two title game. Um, the way that Palmer's defense is rolling right now is impressive, and that's how they got to win this game. Because I don't think I think if you're talking about firepower, I think that Buffalo is going to have the superior firepower. So if you're Palmer, keep the score low, keep the score in the twenties, win this game 31-24, something like that. That's where they want to win. They don't want to get into a firefight with Buffalo. So I would say maybe I still go with Buffalo. Maybe I'm just, I'm still hopping on the Coach Huey train. I think it's, it's, it's tight. It's really close. Um, Palmer's impressed me, but I'm going to go with Buffalo. I'm going to stick with my guy. I'm going to go with Buffalo. What's next, Ashley?
2: Um, Steven Garcia wants to know which district's outlook has changed the most through five weeks? Oh, boy.
0: Um, That's a great question. So mm-hmm. this is this is weird because then you would be you be, okay, I'll throw one out there. Mm-hmm. Even though it hasn't gotten too crazy yet, I think 126A has gotten really turned upside down because um, there's two actually two central text districts I would highlight. Mm-hmm. That's the temple that's the temple Midway Belton district. Oh, okay. mm-hmm. And part of that, and I've mentioned this before, first of all, I think Copper's Cove is underachieved mm-hmm. and that's part of it. They've kind of dropped down to the bottom of the to the bottom of the district. They better win tonight against Waco. If they don't win tonight against Waco, they, they're in a bad way. But the other thing is that I think that the I think that the power structure has changed in the sense that Midway, Temple, Belton, kind of that triumvirate that has always kind of run that district in some sort of order. Hmm. I think they've fallen back a little bit to the pack. And equally, or perhaps more so, Killeen schools are on the uptick. Yeah, man. Killeen, they're good football. They are. Shoemakers playing well. I think Ellison's got a little something cooking. Uh, even though Killeen and Harker Heights, their records are not impressive, mm-hmm. I think that they are improved. And as a result, that makes that district a little bit weird. The other one's ten three 3 Division one, and it was almost entirely due to what Troy did last week to Cameron Yale. Mm-hmm. Um, that is going to turn everything upside down. When you add in the fact that Rockdale back... Uh, when you add in the fact that we still think Cameron Yo is back. right? And by the way, Lago Vista's rolling along. They're probably going to be 5-1 and one after tonight and 2-0 and oh in district. Little River, you know, they'll probably beat Little River Academy. Although if Academy beats uh, Lago Vista, then things get even crazier. Mm-hmm. That whole district is nuts now. And you could be talking about a Cameron Yo or a Rockdale, probably a Cameron Yo because they've already got a district loss, falling to third in that district very mm-hmm. easily. And then... I mean, then you're talking about playing a team, you know, like Whitney in the second round or yeah. first round uh, and seeing Grandview earlier than you want to. So, very interesting. I would say ten three 3 division
3: I'll one. say keep an eye out for 13-6A. Yes. Uh, Vandergriff yes. is undefeated right now. But they have. Oh, when I saw them against Hendrickson, they weren't that impressive. Mm. They have an undefeated Round Rock right uh, this mm. week at Round that Rock. That can score. That can score a pointy. lot. Stony points undefeated, so watch mm-hmm. out for them right now. Um, yeah, that's a good one too. Vista Ridge is four and one. I think. I think that uh, played Vista Ridge last week and they beat them. But Vista Ridge is having probably one of their best seasons since moving up to six A. So mm-hmm. keep an eye out. Vandergrift's not unbeatable in that district this I, year.
0: I would. I would agree with that. Um, the only other one I would throw out there. And I don't know if it necessarily got turned upside down, but keep an eye on 13 4 Division 1. That's the West Columbia, mm-hmm. Sealy, Needville, Brazosport, El Campo district. Um, Bay-, should, Bay City and, and Fullshear have have fallen back to the pack, or fallen fallen back, but you've got this five-horse race for four playoff spots that's mm-hmm. going to be crazy. So I am very interested in, in 13-4 Division 1 as well. What's next, Ashley? Well,
2: this segwayed perfect. So there's two different teams y'all talk about. We'll ask one, and then we'll ask the next one the next time. But uh, Thomas Hughes, talking about going back to Ish's Vandergriff comment, mm-hmm. he said UIL should put Vandergrift back in the district with Westlake and Lake Travis so they will at least have a little district competition. What is your opinion on that?
1: Mm.
3: Vandergriff would disagree. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I don't know, because it's not that Vandergrift doesn't – this district isn't, isn't a walkthrough. No. Right, Cedar Ridge is a good program. Hendrickson, who, I don't know. There's some. There's some talk about them maybe going down to five A, but Hendrickson's traditionally mm-hmm. good. Um, uh, I, I don't know. I I feel that here's the other. that, that Westlake Lake Travis district is so top heavy all the time that like, are you are you saying you want them to get <laughs> get competition or you just want them to not. Have a chance to win. I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's interesting. This isn't a walkthrough through district. Thirteen Six A is not a walkthrough
0: for me. I agree with that. Two things. One, remember the UIL doesn't make districts for the sake of competition, comp- right. competitive parity. Yeah, they make it due to geography. Right. And when you take a look at the map of Austin,
3: yeah, this makes sense for vinegar. This this north yeah. area, Pflugerville, yeah, Rock. up there, with, Rock, right. up there,
0: Flugerville with Leander, you yeah. know, with with Round Rock, they're supposed to be up there. Yeah. As opposed to you go out to Lakeway, mm-hmm. you know, you go out to the Spicewood area. Mm-hmm. That's where you're gonna find like you know Travis. like Travis and stuff like West, that. So like. so for me Hey, beautiful Hayes. Yeah, go, south. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They are they have kind of drawn that line right at I guess wherever you hop on one eighty three, right? Yeah. Um, that's they've kind it. of drawn it one eighty three. Right. One eighty three yeah. north, they're gonna put in one district, and then one eighty three mm-hmm. south they're gonna put in another district. Now, I could certainly see people saying, Well, why is Lake Travis in West I mean, there's another way to put this, Mm -hmm. which is, why is Lake Travis and Westlake in Region 4, right? and Vandegrift and Round Rock are in Region Mm -hmm. 2, so they could play, you could have teams, I guess the the theoretical closest teams would be like, you could have Lake Travis and Vandegrift, Mm -hmm. who are separated by... Fifteen miles, right? Like as a crow flies, There's yeah, a lake yeah. in the way. Yeah. But <laughs> like, forget the lake. Don't drive. Don't drive <laughs> Discard directly. the lake. <laughs> there, are, you know, fifteen miles as a crow flies right. between one another. You could have those two teams playing a state championship game, mm-hmm. which is kind of crazy. Yeah, uh, it kind of reminds me of whenever we had that uh, Carthage to Kilgore title game. Oh yeah, you remember where that was? I think, but I but that was a difference of I think that was like district. 8 versus District 9 mm. or something. I don't know. It was a weird, like, right on the split, but they split East Texas. <clears throat> but I don't know. That That's that's kind of the weirder thing to me. Yeah. But your point is well taken. It is a little bit interesting, but I, I think that there is a method to the UILs, Matt. Yeah, like I th-
3: and I think that area, that Leander-Flugerville area is growing so much. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Flugerville, I want to say uh, Flugerville-Weiss has taken mm-hmm. some mm-hmm. from Hendrickson, mm-hmm. so that's why their numbers are going down a bit. Um I want to say Leander's about to build another school after already building Glen. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rouse is, I f- believe, still fairly new. Uh, so, I mean, that whole area is growing so much that, like, they can be their own conglomerate district over there in yes. 6A. So. What's next, Ashley?
2: Um, so then the second team y'all talked about in the last one was Brazosport. So mm-hmm. do the uh, – Tim Sparkman wants to know if the exporters have a chance to upset Sealy tonight.
0: Uh a chance. <laughs> I think port's okay. So I think. I think. think yeah. I'm. I, I'm saying there's <laughs> a chance. Uh, that's. Uh, that's our buddy Mike Farrell out there at Brazosport. Um Hashtag export greatness. Um, <laughs> that's good. I was this whole bit last year. But um, sh- yeah, another soundboard. He possibility. Co- he told me that. at that coaching school, and I just kind of stared at him. Um, <laughs> you like to do that to people. I do.
1: Um.
0: <laughs> yeah. I think they got a shot. Another thing for them is that you know they've got to. They've got, to, they've got to try to play Sealy's game, which is they got to play a low-scoring game. They can't let Sealy get out and run mm-hmm. because that Sealy defense is not giving up much. That Sealy defense is nasty. So if you are talking about a, a path for a Braz support victory, it's a low-scoring game. It's in the 20s um, because I think that they're not going to get a whole lot from the Sealy uh, defense. That's the path for them. A computer like Sealy by more than three scores, I would say uh, – I'm sorry. That's a new coach at Brazport. Uh But we, uh, I would say that the path for the path for Brazport would be a low scoring matchup there, a low scoring game.
2: All right. Um, we will go to one of the non-football questions now. So Aaron yeah. Flynn, we have about five, uh, eight minutes. Eight minutes. Aaron Flynn says, "What's your worst romance advice?" <laughs> um,
3: the worst romance. Don't listen to her. Tweet through it. <laughs> <laughs> that's my worst air it all question. out just there just, just <laughs> let it all
0: out there just tweet through it um <laughs> yeah i guess like i'm trying to think of like what my best romance advice, advice is, is and think of the exact opposite, opposite of it, it yeah um n- <laughs> never ever admit you're wrong <laughs>
3: Always stand up for yourself. Always family. stand up for yourself. <laughs> always stand up, <laughs> always up, for, stand yourself. up for yourself.
0: Yeah. That would be, yes, that would be my thing.
2: Tell a woman to calm down. That one always goes <laughs> really well, too. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
0: Ashley, what's what's the worst? you you got a unique perspective uh, on this.
2: Yeah, I would say I hate being told to calm down or... Um, guys, if your girlfriend actually, or wife or whatever, your significant other actually likes sports, um, do not get offended if she uh. says something and you know that she's right, but you <laughs> don't want to admit it because you don't want to admit. Or if your girlfriend beats you this week in fantasy football, hey. don't Ooh, get upset hey, about it.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, there's hey, something. Hey, calm down.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Woo, here we go. <laughs> Yeah. what's next Shefer's asking for it today <laughs> um let's see okay uh Daniel Agnew said on CyFair and Cy Falls will it be a grinded out type of game like it was last time or, and will it be physical
0: uh it'll be physical that's yeah. that's a promise that's what wants uh that's that's yeah that's 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 a promise um <laughs> these are look I mean CyFair is is this is a vintage Cypher team this is a team that 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 has I think uh leans on its defense and then the offense they're like we'll figure it out we're mm-hmm. good don't worry about it. like the offense will take care of itself um, what I want to see is what do they do going up against this Sci Falls attack that has been really, really good so far this year? Um, you know, uh, coach Brister there has done a great job of kind of letting loose, uh, uh his, his guys and, and they have gotten big time plays from the quarterback, Brandon Collins, um, I'm very interested in seeing what, what, this, uh, what that looks like. That's the matchup for me. It's the Cy Falls offense against the Cy Fair defense. Because the other thing is, I do think that if this thing, game gets into a shootout, that is the kind of game that Cy, Cy Fair is probably not – they're not built to win. They're not built to go out there and win these high-scoring matchups. So if you're Cy Falls, you're like, let's get and run, baby. Let's go. Let's, let's, let's pick up the pace. That is going to be – I'm, I'm, I'm interested in that. So, yeah, that's my pick.
2: Um, looking at the – Rob Hadaway said, looking at the Carroll and uh, Geyer game tonight, he said obviously – Is that tonight? It is. You want to know who will be there? <laughs> this girl. Um, so, he said <laughs> that you gave the slight edge to Geyer. What do you think is the X factor that gives Geyer that edge? Geyer's
0: offensive line. They're huge.
2: Mm-hmm. They're massive.
0: And that is – that is, you know, for all we t- – I mentioned in the picks, um, for all we talk about the – um the the quarterbacks in this one. I think that the offensive line and the running game, Cater Cobbs and company, Deuce Harmon, that is a really impressive running game for Geyer. And that is, I think, the difference. The offensive line, uh, I just think f- straight up they're bigger. Like mm-hmm. that's that's like that's not an opinion. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like they're just bigger. And so if they are able to go out there and impose their will that is going to be something that impressed me. Now, look, defense travels, and mm-hmm. Carroll's defense has been excellent, and I think this game is close. Again, this is a- another one of those games where the only, the only surprising result will be a blowout in either direction. I think this game is close, and it would, not be sur- it would not be a surprise if Quinn Ewers put on the cape and just said, all right, let's go, especially considering the Geyer defense at times has been... so. But I think the X factor tonight is that Geyer offensive line. If they have a big game... And Geyer's going to win this game. That's my thought.
2: All right. We'll go another three one Three minutes. Here. Um, Should I get three more questions? Three minutes. Okay, perfect. Speaking of Thorndale, thoughts on Holland versus Thorndale. Yeah,
0: fun game tonight. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see if, if Thorndale uh, can match up with them defensively because their defense has been excellent so far, but I also don't think they've played the kind of schedule that uh, Holland has. That's what's interesting to me. Holland has slowed down really, really explosive attacks. Thorndale has been terrific defensively, but I think has not necessarily pl- walked the same path that Holland has. That's a big question for me. Um, I lean towards Holland. I think that the offense, you know, the, the one thing that's interesting is that this is another big explosive offense from Thorndale. So it's another big challenge for this Holland defense, but they've been up to every challenge. I think they're up to another one. I think that Holland, and by the way, you know, Thrall's still there, but I would say that this is a game that if you are, um, if you're, if you're Holland, if you, feel, if you win this game, you feel like it is, this is your, this is your big hurdle uh, to get over. So yeah, that's what I would say. All
2: right. We'll end on the two food questions. Yes. Um, Eddie Jackson said, my weekly non-football question, best place for tacos in the DFW area that are not fuzzies or torchies?
3: Ah, yeah. So you, you get on 35 and you go south. And you leave DFW and you go to San Antonio, <laughs> and those are the best. The best. Those are the best tacos anywhere in San Antonio, in DFW. So I, okay.
0: <laughs> I don't have the same disdain for DFW tacos that Ishmael has, <laughs> but I. I mean, look, there are some good. Oh, by the way, yeah. We are gonna. I, I think I mentioned this. So yes. for those who don't know, um, Texas Monthly. So Texas Monthly hired a taco oh, yeah. editor. Yes. Yes. Jose. What's his name? Look that up. Taco Trail. Right. I have Taco Trail. Um, <laughs> uh, trust me. I follow it. Ish oh, is
2: on it. Um,
0: I think <laughs> that's right.
3: Jose R. Rallat? Jeopardy Rallat? music. Rallat? Hashtag Rallat. get Soundboard. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh,
0: my number one professional goal in the off season is to have him on this show. Yes. I want to have the taco, the taco editor of Text Monthly on the show. Uh, if you put it in the universe, it'll happen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's the secret. Yeah. Um, I I don't think there was there. You gotta go. You gotta go south of Dallas. You gotta go. I already said that. Yeah, I know. Mm-mm. You've said it in a, in a bad way.
1: <laughs> Where's a place that
0: I uh, I have an answer. There are a couple. There are a couple places in like, if you go kind of south of Dallas, kind of towards the Bishop Arts area, stuff like that, you'll find some decent taco spots. Go to Oak Cliff.
2: Go to Sabrosita in Denton. It's a little bitty yellow shack, and it looks like it looks like kind of sketchy. Oh my god, their carne asada I'm tacos sorry. and the barbacoa are phenomenal. I'm not kidding. Guys,
0: there are guys I'm not kidding. I don't I don't
2: I don't like it probably any other tacos trust, up here, but I, I promise.
0: I don't trust a taco place that doesn't look sketchy.
2: Exactly. And <laughs> it is, looks completely sketchy. That
0: is an untrustworthy taco place. If it's like really clean cut, yeah. it's like mm, no, oh, yeah. yeah. I don't want that. I oh. want some grind. All right. Final. And then
2: the final one, Matt Step he talked to us a little bit about this earlier, but in honor of me getting an extra Thanksgiving in Canada, again, I told you it was all going to tie in me, Moose Canada step uh, next Monday. I need Tepper to give his top three Thanksgiving side items,
0: side items. Okay. <laughs> <He> <laughs> so confident.
2: Number three.
1: Ooh.
0: Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Cause I know what number one is, but number three, I'm going to go with, um, God bless. Uh, I'm going to go with stuffing. Not dressing. Stuffing. Stuffing is number three. Okay. Uh, number two is Brussels sprouts. Um,
2: Out of all of the
0: options. Number two. And the number one and reigning, defending, undisputed king of Thanksgiving sides is green bean casserole.
2: Okay. I can so agree with you green on that Green bean casserole is the truth.
0: Green bean casserole, and as I mentioned four years ago on, on what was at one point the highest viewed thing we ever did on the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want your farm to market, your farm to table. I don't want your farm to table green bean casserole. I want everything in a can. Mm-hmm. I want all the preservatives. Yep. <laughs> I want all the disgusting grossness all dumped into a, into a glop in, in there, and I want to mix it up. And I'll put those French's fried onions on top of it. I don't yes. want. I don't want your fancy green bean casserole. I want the store bought gross stuff that costs three ninety nine to make. Ishmael Johnson.
3: Brussels br- Brussels sprouts out Brussels of are everything. Out of every- like every. It's not I'm a like Brussels sprouts Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving thing. It's, I can do that now. <laughs> and oh, it won't oh, feel, okay, it won't so feel out of season. And it won't feel out of, of season. season. Yeah. Okay.
0: Let's hear it. GBC. Is it the top three, right?
2: Yes, absolutely. JBC's yeah, 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 yeah. the top
0: three.
3: Uh, for me, one stuffing. Okay, I, I I like two stuffing. Two is homemade macaroni and cheese. See, that's the thing. We never have macaroni and cheese. Oh like
2: man, the homemade macaroni See, and that, cheese that you put it in, in the oven stinks. and the, yeah, with the breadcrumbs on top on of it. Now. Come <laughs> on, now. Come I'm hungry. On now. <laughs>
0: Ashley, what was your top three?
2: Um, I would probably. Honorable mention would definitely be the mac and cheese. I love mashed potatoes, so I would probably go mashed potatoes and then.
0: Not going to on her, are you?
2: No, because I mean, they just you go so well. You can have mashed potatoes so well. today if you want. Yeah. Mashed potatoes and then.
3: Oh, uh, you're a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I reviewed it var. I'll, <laughs> I'll count it. <laughs>
2: I would probably go mashed potatoes, stuffing, and then green bean casserole. If there's one thing I will ever agree with you on, it will be green bean casserole. I make the green bean I casserole like green every beans. year.
0: GBC's a kid. I don't even like green beans. No. No. Have you ever but had like
2: fried a fried green bean? No. Like for real? No, uh, it, I've
0: never. If, had I, th- if I'm, I'm going to have a fried thing, I'm not going <laughs> to have a fried. <laughs> it's not going to waste fried green beans. green beans. What a waste in, <laughs> in
2: ranch. I'm not kidding. It's so um. good. It's like a fried pickle. Ah. <laughs> but oh chicken. And that's going to do it for <laughs> us.
0: Thank you for spending part of your day with us on this. Nonsense edition <laughs> of Texas Football Today. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's, And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com for Ashley Pickle and Ishmael Johnson. I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please get your Player of the Year trophy. We will see you Monday on Texas Football Today.